This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. She's a singer, an actor, one half of the library bards, and I'm sure many other things that I don't even know. It's Bonnie Gordon. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it you have you. no idea what I do. I have no <laughs> idea. Mysteries. Yeah, just kidding. Mystery those, those upon were, mystery. Those were good descriptions. I will have you be my manager now. All right, I'm on it. Cool. What's my cut? Oh, you don't get one <laughs> until I actually do something. I gotta, I gotta figure that out. Well, you do plenty. So let's start with the library bards. Okay. Uh, your your co library bard uh, Xander has been on the podcast, but for people yeah. who are just tuning in because they want to hear you, uh, mm. what is the library bards all about? So the library bards, well, how we like to describe it is a nerd parody band. So think of Weird Al, but pure nerd, which I mean he is. But two of them without the crazy hair. Well, we do have crazy <laughs> hair. Okay, it's a nerd parody band. And we just take hits off the radio and make them to be about every kind of fandom we want to sing about, from Star Wars, Star Trek, to Princess Bride, to um, uh, cosplay, to The Hobbit. So anything anything you're a fan of, we're hopefully singing about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you are a great singer. Thank you. Loud, passionate voice. Uh, loud is definitely a description for me, yeah. <laughs> I consider that a compliment. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I know you're a voice actor. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you working on or what have you worked on? That oh, you sure. want to share with the world. Most people know me from Street Fighter, Street cool. Fighter Five. I'm the voice of Rainbow Mika, the wrestling character. Ha! <laughs> and um, Bounce Man, Mega Man, Bounce Man, uh, Mega Man Eleven just came out. I'm the voice of Bounce Man on that. Okay. So apparently, people have a love hate relationship with that stage. Sorry, everyone, I didn't create it. I what is what is uh, you said? You're you're Bounce Man. Bounce Man. What does Bounce Man sound like? It's bouncing time. <laughs> oh, play time's over. Kind of a, like an annoying little boy. Okay. Um, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. Oh, nice. I do the voice of Silk on that, and I sing the ending credits, and I do uh, various characters on a cartoon called Mighty Magiswords on Cartoon Network. Nice. Which you can catch on Hulu. Haha. Like, <laughs> my friends who created the show would be like, plug it, Hulu. I like your your uh, natural instinct to say, haha, after you ha-ha. plug something. Yes. <laughs> And, oh gosh, uh, I have a few things in the works right now that uh, is coming out. Oh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. I'm Ooh. a character on that. What is that? Um, it- it's a Battlestar Galactica game. Okay, a video game? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it a mobile type game? I believe game? it's through PC, PS4. Oh, gosh. See, now I'm going to get hurt for not knowing the, these answers because <laughs> it's been out for a while and I'm, I haven't played it yet. Okay. But I hear it's really cool. Cool, cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want the audience to know about you before you we just dive into your obsession? Oh boy. Um, any deep truths of your soul? Oh any dear. Other, any other <laughs> nouns of things uh, you do? I do a lot of things on Geek and Sundry. Right. I'm I'm on the superhero cyberpunk show Callisto Six that will be uh, coming back this January, and uh, was on their Star Trek. RPG show oh, right. tomorrow. I'm a huge Trekkie, so that was like a dream of mine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. So let's get into your obsession. Yeah. Not surprisingly, uh, it's a, it is a nerdy sort of genre thing, mm-hmm. and I can't believe that I haven't actually talked about it before. I was shocked. I went through all of your episodes <laughs> just to make sure, just, like just to double check that my search bar was wrong, not wrong. Like I was like, how? Yeah. I mean, that's that's <clears throat> quite a feat to actually read through over 200 is it 200? Yeah. I'm, yeah. A speed, I'm a speed reader. You're a speed reader. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but your obsession is The Princess Bride. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, well, I'm going to find out. Yeah. This is great. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning for okay. you. When did you first see it? When did you first become aware of it? Oh, man. I can't even tell you the first time I saw it. I know it was when I was a little girl. Um, and, you know, it was one of those movies. I was a huge fantasy you know, I, I got into sci-fi a little bit later with, you know, Star Trek and everything, but I was a huge sci-fi or fantasy fan growing up. Like, my entire bedroom was dragons and wizards and, um, you know, just anything and everything you can think of, fairies, this and that. So whenever a, a movie came out, whenever my mom was like, oh, you should see this movie, The Princess Bride, and it, you know, it had like, it, you know, the adventure and the sword fighting and the, I was just like, oh no, this is, this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> and I mean, I remember walking around as a kid, you know, quoting it. You know, I would I would quote Princess Bride and the Hobbit quite a bit. Okay, uh. so now as a kid, in order to even get to that fantasy place where your bedroom was quoted in unicorns and fairies and whatnot, mm-hmm. was that something that you naturally gravitated towards, or was it a part of your family's aesthetic? I used it. No, my family was was so not 
understanding that side of me whatsoever. I I was bullied a lot as a kid, and okay. I was a very very avid reader. I would I was I read very fast and very excelled. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. You probably couldn't tell by the way I'm speaking. You'd be like, <laughs> wow, she needs to work on her grammar. But uh, I like I read The Hobbit in third grade. Okay. And my teacher was like, how are you even understanding this? And I couldn't. I read it now, and I'm like, how did I understand this? I don't. I don't now. But uh, I loved The Hobbit. Loved Lord of the Rings. I I, I just started like eating books and I couldn't really get into anything but fantasy like it had to be an escape for me because I was I was bullied uh pretty badly and just that like fantasy aspect of everything and you know having magic and I just wanted a world with magic that's what I wanted yeah and that's what I that's what I enjoyed reading about and I still believe we have magic Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, I was born and raised in Cajun country. <laughs> okay, so your parents weren't super into it, but did your parents understand? Like, is that why your mom brought the Princess Bride to you? Because she saw that this is a good outlet for you? My dad didn't quite understand. He thought it was weird. Uh, my mom, though, she, you know, she was very into music, and that was kind of what bridged the gap for her, because... As I got into the fantasy genre, I started listening to a lot of Celtic music. Okay. <laughs> and, like, speaking in Gaelic, you know, you know, Your random things. Your mind was a renaissance Random things fair. a child yeah. does. Yeah, like, I would dream, I would, like, all my friends were listening to, I say friends, but, oh, you know, my peers were listening to, you know, New Kids on the Block and all this stuff. And I was listening to the soundtrack to Lord of the Dance. You know, this was my childhood. <laughs> and so my mom kind of bridged that gap with me and she would learn a lot of the music and we'd sing together and... And that was special. Okay. Yeah. So did she, like I said, did she provide a flood of these movies or did she seek out and say like Princess Bride will? It was more for me uh, seeking them out. Like she just was like, just, you know, it was one of those things. All these young listeners won't understand this, but, you know, one of the greatest memories of my childhood is walking into a blockbuster and like saying, okay, you can pick out two things. And it's like. That's like a quest, you know? <laughs> you're walking the aisles, you know, you're looking for anything and everything. And I think it was at a blockbuster where I first found the Prince of Okay, Bride. yeah, it mm-hmm. is like a quest. You can choose poorly and you can pay for <clears throat> your yeah. poor choice. Uh, so you watched it once on like VHS then, I take it? Oh, it was definitely VHS. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't think there was anything else around. <laughs> it's weird to do a podcast about obsession where you try to be polite about not asking age, yeah. but you I'm in my really 30s, can't. Okay. But thank you. <laughs> I assumed 22. Oh, uh, oh, you're my favorite person. This is my favorite podcast ever. <laughs> so... Did you immediately, like, mm-hmm. say, I need to own this, I need to make this a part of my being? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we definitely had it on VHS somewhere. I think I still have it on VHS, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even own a VCR, and I still have a giant box of VHSs. I'm going through, like, my entire apartment doing, like, the tidying up thing yeah. that everyone's going through <laughs> with the new year, and the VHSs will be one of the things I'll have to try and get rid of, and I can't. It's so hard. <laughs> but I think I have The Princess Bride on, like, three or four DVDs as well have like the special edition, the super duper duper special edition, the Blu-ray, the purple ray. You know, I don't yeah. know. I, I think I own way too many copies. I also own, I think, three copies of the book. Okay. Maybe just two. Let's go with just two. Let's okay. not make me too obsessed. So you have it all. You have like an edition <clears throat> with Carrie Elway's hair in it and every every possible oh, yeah. special edition. Oh, wow. Do they have that? <laughs> I, I don't assume. have that audition. I assume. I think it would sell well. Uh, mm. Did you, when you first discovered it, did you have anybody else to share it with or was it like this own private love? Uh, not really. I think it was my own private love. It's one of those movies that you can really watch with anyone someone's gonna find some enjoyment out of that yeah but i didn't really get that awareness of it until probably later in life like in high school when you know we were all doing like a movie night and we all decided to watch it and you know with, with my new friends i was like wait hey, you guys want to watch this this <laughs> Did is a little great double take? Holy yeah shit. i was like oh man yeah cool and then um <clears throat> again in college as well it's just one of those movies that, you know, anyone who's interested in any type of cinema, too, can enjoy. Because it has everything. It's every genre, I feel. And, it, you know, it's one of those films that just holds up to, to, to today's standards as well. Everything from the sets and the, the costumes and the, the acting. And it's just fun and campy. And, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I could go on. I, oh, yeah. And I will and, go and on. And you will, yeah. yeah. So uh, what stuck with you when you were a kid, when you first found it? Like, understandably the fantasy the escapism but were you was it the comedy it was it was the comedy that definitely stood out for me also the romance it was such a sweet love story and you know as you get older you kind of lose that wonder of, of love you know when you're a little girl 
you know, especially me, I was like, you know, buck teeth, glasses, headgear, I had funny legs and I walked funny and, you know, like my idea, like to try and find like true love was just, oh my gosh, you know, that like if that could really happen to me, you know, yeah. and Buttercup was me. So you saw I looked, yourself. I looked nothing like Buttercup. <laughs> I was more of like the old witch, you know, with with uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> when you say funny legs, what exactly oh, do you mean? I was born with my hips kind of turned in. Oh, okay. So uh, growing when I was really young, they thought it was just severe pigeon toedness. Yeah. Uh, so they put those braces on my legs as a as a young child, like my baby in, in very young adolescence, and then they found out it was my hips. So they're like, "Oh, let's just break her hips," and then. We didn't end up doing that, and I just walked funny until I learned how to walk straight myself. So okay. I just had like a funny bounce when I walked, and my feet turn in. And I it's why I'm also very clumsy. A lot of my close friends will know if I ever get really tired or, I guess, drunk, or <laughs> or if I'm running because if I'm, yeah. I'm focusing on speed more so than going straight. I will fall. Like, my feet will slowly start turning in. Yeah. And most people don't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did a whole show uh, with me just a little while ago yeah. in very high boot heels. Like, Xander, you- Xander had a bet that I would plummet <laughs> to my death off the stage or at least fall and tumble. I did, you know, I did trip a little bit, like, not at the venue. So, you, no one saw that. So. <laughs> okay. Ha-ha! So, it was after the show. Ha ha. <laughs> so, did, uh, did the actual frame speak to you then? If you felt like you had actual physical ailments, did the frame of a kid who was ambiguously sick yeah. having this escapism, did that make it more powerful to you than if it was just the fantasy story? I didn't even really focus on that part of it. It was more so, I, you know, I wanted to smack him. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Stop, <laughs> you stop insulting shit. your grandpa. Respect your elders. I'm from the South. This is not how we do it. Um, it was more of a, um, for me, seeing all types like, like okay Andre the Giant was yeah. so phenomenal in that movie and you know when you put all his lines together he doesn't speak very much he doesn't do very much in the movie but he stands out so much both physically and emotionally because you just can't help but love his character they all had it was it was one of those things where all these characters had uh were real people they all had the flaws they all had motivation for what they were doing and why they were doing it um and i think it really spoke to me as uh, a young girl, like seeing them all go through their own personal journeys, but all help each other at the same time. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have? How did that affect you? Seeing that? Did it make you feel like I can go through my journey? I can. I can accomplish things. Did it make you feel like I want to help other people when they're falling down? Probably not. <laughs> you know, as, as as sad as that sounds, I probably like, as a, especially as a young kid when I was first watching it, I, I didn't think that deeply about it. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. It made me smile. It made me feel good. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a person, that's how I want to be. I always want to try and help people and, you know, do the right thing. And, um, you know, I hope I hope when people think of me, they think of someone with a big heart. Um, you know, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> but it, it, for me, it's more of, I don't know, it, that movie just, I know it's, it's so cheesy. I, I think it brings people together, really. Yeah. You can make a quote of The Princess Bride anywhere, and someone will know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. even if they've never seen it, they know, you know, the as you wish, or inconceivable, or, you know, they know <laughs> they know something. Yeah. Yeah. What quote spoke to you when you were a kid? Because it is a really quotable oh, movie God. in an insanely specific way. Oh, God. Of course, the as you wish, uh, yeah. first and foremost, just because... You know, it's it's a, it's the theme throughout the whole movie. It's said so many times, and it's one of those things where you, um, it's it's you know when they explain it, they say well, as he says, as you wish, he's really saying I love you. Yeah. So then you, when you think about that throughout the whole film, even when the grandfather says it at the very end, right. as you wish. It's just, you know, it just it touches you in a place that you didn't even know. Your heart goes three sizes. Yeah. Uh, that just, it makes me feel all happy. And then I love, I mean, I could do like full paragraphs of some of the quotes. Right, clearly. Obviously, Inconceivable is, is another one that everyone, it sticks with everyone's mind. I do love the, uh, have fun storm in the castle, you know. You uh-huh. think it'll work, it'll take a miracle. You know, I love that. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Um, especially now that I work at the Magic Castle here in Hollywood. I knew there was get, yet another part of your life I had oh, forgotten yeah. doing Oh, yeah, I have food. five jobs, yeah. Joseph. You know, don't even try and name them all. It's like, it's on a scroll in the back. But, um, 
the magic castle, like that's my favorite thing to tell people, you know, have fun storming the castle because that's what I do every night. I go to, to a magic castle. Yeah. And I storm it. And you do a little bit of everything at the magic castle over your career there, right? I plead the fifth on what I do at the magic castle. Okay. It is yes. a mystery. It is a mystery. Excellent. It is part of the magic. Let's put it that way. Okay. So obviously you are a, a voice actor. You are, you are without any requests, you are doing voices from the film. It is oh, naturally- sorry. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally I say without requests because normally I would have to bug people to be mm. like, hey, do you want to do an impression and you're like no i will you can't stop me um do you think the movie having such distinct voices did that affect your desire to do that did you quote lines as a kid oh wow see yeah as a kid i would i would i'm a mimic i would mimic a lot of different things uh i would see characters and want to you know mimic them cartoons uh judy garland was always one that i mimicked a lot <laughs> i do a, i do a pretty good judy garland impression that's what? actually one of the characters i do on uh, mighty magiswords okay. judy garland inspired character and we can't actually see it okay what well, yeah. that's but, judy garland's such a fun yeah. weird, surprising one i know like, it's i got just a random. judy garland impression i did when i was eight. Oh please please i just want to go home <laughs> oh dear uh but you know the same thing with the fantasy the wizard of oz you know that it, all of that always stuck with me so the princess bride i love mimicking so i know i remember as a kid like you know just saying the lines you know my mom would be like you know bonnie it's time to clean your room like, inconceivable you know i just like <laughs> screaming at her and she'd be like mm. you could have said as you wish but you chose inconceivable well of course it was cleaning children. my room yeah. was, she, was she crazy <laughs> that was inconceivable uh, uh but no i just don't you know i i love i love the movie i love the book and that's a, a lot of people you know a lot of people don't even realize it was a book yeah and not only that it was a book from a long 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 time ago and william goldman just rewrote the book just took out all the boring parts and rewrote it to be the become the princess bride and like wrote his own journey within the book as well and then that was was what inspired the movie if that makes sense yeah 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 it, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't know that they should pay better attention to the movie which very clearly says right on the screen you know right from the but book a lot of people goldman but a lot of people don't realize that he didn't actually write the story if that makes sense because it, okay. it was a book before him oh i see what you're saying and then he his father was it his father yeah, it was his father that would read it to him when he was sick. Okay. And it was the most amazing story. And he was like, oh, this is great. And then he made his son read the book and his son didn't enjoy it at all. And he's like, <laughs> couldn't get through it. And it, the, and William Goldman was like, I don't understand why um, he doesn't understand it. And so he got the book and was reading it. And he goes, oh. And he didn't even realize as his dad was reading it, he was cutting out all the boring parts. Like he was skipping chapters of like just – unnecessary thing like there's a whole thing where buttercup goes off to boarding school and learns how to be a princess and like okay. it's really bo- she learns how to hold a teacup and she learns how to all the stuff and and a lot of it is really boring and okay. not fun at all and there's like a whole banquet scene where they're just all sitting there like talking about people and like <laughs> motioning to characters that don't even appear in the story or aren't relevant at all and uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that the, the dad would cut it out, like would just skip pages and get okay. to the good stuff. He's like, ah, sword fight. Okay, here we go. You know, he would skip to the good stuff, which is kind of like the very... Yeah, so then Goldman eventually wrote that as a book. That as a book. He of- took the excerpts from it and wrote it as a book and then was like, hey, and then inside the book would write his own journey with it. Like, this is what happens here. I cut all this part out, but Buttercup learns how to hold a cup. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> how exciting. You know, like he, he writes... In there, so you know, like, it kind of breaks you away from the story. And then, then he talks about his dad reading it to him. And, you know, like, so it, it, it's his own journey within yeah. the story. So if you read the book, it's actually very interesting to see how they took that and in his personal experiences with the book and then translated it onto the screen with, yeah. with the little boy and the grandfather. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it works really well. It, it's a rare example, I think, of uh, the sort of the meta and the self-aware mm-hmm. that is not using it solely to criticize or tear down. Exactly. It is so using it to build up the exactly. actual story, which is fascinating. And a big a big thing about I love about I love oh my gosh, words. I, I'm also drinking coffee. For all those listening, <laughs> uh, if I seem like I'm rambling and going really fast, it's because I'm chugging coffee while I say all these words. Uh I w- another thing that I loved about Princess Bride is that it sh- it was okay to be different. You know, like yeah. you know, they had all these different wacky characters that were you know from all over the place i will say this it's not very diverse when it comes to representing races and ethnicity yeah (laughs) however um you know showing everyone from like william wallace to under the giant like standing next to you know just showing everyone of all different sizes and shapes and in different places of life from you know the the farm boy to the royalty you know it was really nice to see 
Yeah. You know, it, it's a big thing about like it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's about love and and friendship and. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. reflect real life diversity, but within the fantasy world where a bunch of people are all white, it uh, celebrates the uh, the diversity of all the yeah, characters. That's and the one thing. That's the one thing that I have against it. But again, it you know it's it was made quite a while ago before you know people were aware that well obviously people were aware but it's one of those things where i'm glad that in today's films we're actually getting more diversity and more people of you know different color and different ethnicities and different um just everything they're actually being represented yeah and and, you know princess bride back in the day for me was kind of interesting because it had People from all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And now, now we're getting all different people from every type of. Well, let me ask you a little plane. bit about about the the characters. How, right. So you you related to Buttercup. You wanted to be Buttercup. How oh, did you of feel course about I wanted Butter- to be Buttercup. Yeah, she I mean, I wanted princess. to be Buttercup, yeah. and I watched it last night. Yeah, it was one of those things where she, you know, she's in the book. She's described as the most beautiful woman that the world. Like they say, just see the most beautiful woman that you've ever seen in your mind, and like multiply that. Like yeah. that's Buttercup. And so, you know, being the awkward, weird-looking kid, of course I wanted to be Buttercup. I was like, <laughs> this is my dream, to be the princess and to find true love. But at the same time, I kind of, I loved, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the entire film is the sword fight scene. That scene just steals the movie every time I feel. It's one of the best sword fight scenes in film, period, in yeah. my mind. And they they practiced months and months and months on that. And it really shows that, you know, they didn't want to use stunt doubles. They wanted the actors to actually do it and to feel so comfortable with it. It was almost like, yeah. you know, it, it was Second so nature. fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that scene is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it made me be like, I want to fight. I want to do this. And um, with Buttercup, you know, she is very much the damsel in distress, but she has like a very strong core to her. Yeah. Like she wasn't going to give up on her beliefs. She wasn't going to give up on... Uh, true love, you know, when she found out Wesley was still alive, you know, she was willing to just sacrifice herself than to live unhappily without him. Yeah, it was a weird, when I was watching it last night, I was really like, I wonder how dated it's going to yeah. feel. And I was happy to see that Buttercup was more proactive than right. I had thought. I mean, she Even was definitely. To be like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I do love that, you know, whenever she was in the, the boat, she jumped out and tried yeah. to escape. Like she was, you know, she was kind of badass. They didn't, they didn't portray that much of her. Yeah. Um, badassery but i feel like you know if she was given if it was written today it would probably give her a little bit more she maybe beat that large rodent a little bit more with the stick that she picks up yeah that always pissed me off i'm like can you help him you know he's a little busy (laughs) you already picked up the stick just hit yeah Yeah, she's like oh no uh Um, that was the one thing that really pissed me off but i of course i wanted to be buttercup but i never felt like i could be buttercup if that makes sense i always felt like oh i'll never have that so it was me, for me, I was more like, I, you know, I'm going to be like the weird old lady in the in the hut. <laughs> Miracle Max, you know? I'm really interested that you brought up the, the sword play because it is, of course, super, super cool. Mm-hmm. But what was your perspective growing up? Were you wanting to be like Wesley or Inigo or were you, because it is so much about romance. I'm really interested right. from a woman's perspective as a young kid if you were like, oh, I'm supposed to be in love with Wesley or Inigo or I want to be them. Sure. I loved the action part of it. I cause when I growing up I always wanted to be the hero. Yeah. Uh that was always like my thing. You know, like I would always dream about like, oh, I'm the chosen one and I get to go on this quest and you know, I'm Bonnie Baggins, you know. That that was my <laughs> that was my yeah. world, you know. I was in my room with my stuffed animals going on adventures. Uh, you know, and I I got to be the hero. It wasn't like, oh, come and rescue me, help. Um, I always wanted to be the proactive one. I'm obviously not, you know, as physically fit as I should be, and I probably wouldn't win in a sword fight, but I'd like to think that I would at least put up some kind of a fight. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they both train for a long time, and you would certainly train, right? Of course. I of mean, course. You've, you've trained at lots of things. You're I did a singer, to... uh, a mystery person at the Magic Castle, <laughs> which I imagine takes training. Yeah. I do work with some of the magicians. That's been fun. I've gotten to assist and whatnot. Um... I was on some, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I was on a show called The Quest. Mm-mm. It was on ABC. It was oh, a yeah. It was okay. a reality show, but it was a fantasy reality show, and it was basically they took twelve nerds and threw us in a fantasy world, and we lived in a castle in Europe for a month, <laughs> and and they kept us completely immersed, and it was unbelievable. And and doing that for a month, like 
I felt like I was part of some kind of fantasy world. You know, we, we were we had the queen and the vizier and and Sir Ansgar running the army and like all these different characters that we had to interact with every day. And it was it was a magical experience. And every day we'd be sword training in the in the courtyard. So of course I was just like the whole in, in my mind the whole time like swinging a sword. I'm just like my name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my father. I'm not saying that out loud because obviously you know. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that that's... but in my brain I was totally channeling my inner my inner Wesley and my inner okay. Inigo Montoya. You yeah. know, it was just like. Yeah, I'm looking at me sword fighting. I'm sword fighting. Yeah, that's awesome to hear that you wanted to be them rather than feeling like the mm. lesson that you got as a kid was I should wait to find to have Wesley find me or I should find my Wesley. I feel like most girls, um, especially for my generation, were like raised to be like you're the princess. Like my little sister yeah. was always the prince. Every Halloween, she was the princess. And I went as like the Riddler or there was one time where I was like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even think I had a costume. So I went as like, I just put on my karate uniform. It was like a white belt at the time and I had like a boy cut. So everyone thought I was a boy half the time like, yeah. for a few years of my life. Um, so I, I kind of, I wouldn't even call myself a tomboy because I wasn't very sporty or anything, yeah. but I definitely couldn't relate to being a princess because I didn't feel, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel special in that sense yeah so i was like that's fine you know i will say this one thing that um with with the princess bride because it's so funny you know one thing that also helped me with that like seeing the comedy within a movie that's based around romance and adventure and also seeing something like the carol burnett show yeah i was like oh i don't have to be the pretty one i can be the funny one <laughs> yeah. there we go so that that, that helps that a lot too. Yeah, and it's me. yeah, it's great in in Still, the Princess Bride that everyone is funny. Everyone gets a line. Everyone yeah. everyone gets a zinger. I mean, not so much Buttercup. She doesn't get too many funny moments, but that's okay. She is there to be the, you know, as sad as as sad as this is, she's the prize. Yeah. She's you know, she is the um, she's. All the characters are pretty much rotating around her. Like she's all the, the entire plot, in a way. Yeah. yeah, all the entire plot is revolving around her. She's almost like the center point to where she almost can't. She doesn't have a lot of freedom. She doesn't get a lot of funny moments because she has to be the center where all the comedy and adventure and every all the chaos happens around her. Yeah, if that makes sense. yeah. So if you could yeah. meet one of these characters in real life and have a drink with them, who would you want to meet in real life? Oh my gosh! Well, oh man. Oh, it's a cruel question. That is a horrible question. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, can I pick like my top three? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, first off, Andre the Giant. I know he's passed away, but yeah. if there was a way, you know, if there's some magical realm where I could meet anyone. Um, plus, I could hear, I hear he drinks everyone at their table. Like, it, it takes him like 20 drinks in equivalent to your one. Yeah. So that would, should be fun trying to out drink <laughs> that. Um, but no, he just seems like. Everyone who's ever spoken about him and whoever had stories to tell about him just talk about how genuinely wonderful and kind of person he was. And just to like sit down and be able to hear his story and just hear him, you know, I don't know. I just think he's he seems like such a fascinating person. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, his his whole life he was looked at as even though he was so big, he was looked at as someone less than. Yeah. And I would love to like just meet with him and be like to me, you are the best and, and tell me everything. You know, I yeah. want to hear everything you have to say. I would love to meet Mandy Patinkin, yeah. who played Inigo Montoya, because he's also a huge musical theater uh, person and has starred in Evita. He started in all kinds of musicals. He's, he's an incredible singer, incredible actor. Yeah, all his songs in Homeland are great. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, if you ever heard him sing, he has like this he has, he has oh, yeah. a strange voice, but it's really good. And... I would just want to talk musical theater with them all okay. night. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But it, so those are the humans. But if the care, if you could meet the actual oh, characters. Oh, I see what you mean. Because then the next one would have been Christopher Guest because I love all of his work too. <laughs> okay. Let's see. The characters. That's that's a whole other story. It would still be Andre the Giant. Uh, oh, man. The characters. Oh, I'd, of course I'd want to meet Wesley. But yeah. then I'd be, I'd feel guilty. I'd be like, I don't want to break you in Buttercup up. <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm available if you're interested. Well, that would be a very As interesting. As you wish. An interesting scene. Yeah. Yeah. Then okay. it gets then it gets awkward. Uh, maybe I'll just go hang out with the rats in the, in the, the rodents <laughs> yeah, of unusual size. No, <laughs> I have try a to feeling. Friend them or would you fight? I them? feel like Miracle Max and I could like, you know, hang out over a good MLT, a mutton lettuce tomato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can joke around, yes. Uh, because Max seems to be aware of being comedic. 
Oh yeah, and he seems like he's, he's you know, and for someone so old, he still got a lot of life in him. You know, yeah. like I bet you, I bet you he could, I bet you he could party. He's the life <laughs> of the party. I'd I'd want to, I'd want to like turn on some techno and see what what kind of tricks he's got up his sleeve. You know? <laughs> okay, I'm sure his wife is delightful too. We can all just have tea. We don't, you know, we don't have to drink. We can just, yeah. Maybe a little potion would get slipped in there. Who knows? Ooh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, nice magic potion. One of the things I was really struck by uh, watching the movie is as much as it's fun and it's inspiring, it feels like it really does go out of its way to remind you that life isn't fair. Like, in particular, there's that one great line uh, from Wesley where he says, life is pain, highness, anyone who says differently is selling something. Mm-hmm. And he's really directed and chooses to deliver that, like, I'm putting the comedy aside for a second, and I mm-hmm. fucking mean what I just said. So do you, especially as an adult, do you like that presence of within all this fun, there is this message that, yeah, life is what you make it, and you're not, not everything's always going to be easy or fun? I'm a, I'm a big believer in, this is so cheesy, in energy, I guess I should say. Okay. There's so many things in the world today that is wrong and yeah. negative and dark. And I'm a big believer in like putting that positive energy out there. Uh, I'm trying to answer the question with using that. I'm trying to like figure out how to answer that question uh, with the whole like life isn't fair thing. It it's true because you know we've we've all had insane hardships. You know, and yeah. some of the nicest and most wonderful people are going through the worst things. Like you're like, why is this happening to this person who's you know who deserves the world and now they're you know at rock bottom. Yeah. Um. And it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm hoping the world will eventually get on the same mindset where you know the more positive energy you put out there and the more just kindness and just yeah. whatnot, the more you'll receive back. If that makes sense, even though technically it's not true, like it, it does happen where you're throwing all the positive light out there and then all of a sudden you get hit, you know, with all the negative darkness. <laughs> Not like hit with an actual, you know, you could get hit with a truck. I don't know, but yeah. who knows? That is a negative I'm, thing that can happen. Life is oh not man, fair. My ADD is on fire today. <laughs> no, that makes sense for yeah. for uh, looking at the world realistically, right? Uh, because I think it, it is dark. Yeah, and that's that's why I discovered fantasy and and thrived in it so much because you know I was oh man like as a kid I was pranked on so hard like they would I remember with birthday invitations you'd have to invite the whole class if you went to right. a birthday and they would change the address on my invitation uh. to where I'd end up at like a stranger's house and my mom would my and like it got happened so many times my mom would always circle back you know you know because I didn't want her to I was like no mom I got it you know I yeah. didn't, being the cool kid not wanting to be dropped off by mom and she'd have to circle back and come pick me back up because she knew it was going to be the wrong address again or they'd invite me to the movies and I'd show up and reserve a whole row for all my friends that invited me and no one would show up and I'd watch it by myself and you know, and yeah. so it's little things like that. Or they'd spit on me. They'd, they'd pour paint on me. You know, little weird things that, like, to a kid doesn't seem like a big deal. But, like, it... it, it um, You internalize it. Yeah, yeah, you internalize it and you change it and it, and it. and it works its way to where I never want to be that person that causes that kind of distress to someone else. Yeah. And seeing, like, in, in The Princess Bride... You know, they they don't really go on their backstories very much, but, you know, the Inigo Matoya character, how he was a little boy and saw his father killed in front of him. Yeah. And um, spent his whole life seeking revenge. Like, he studied every type of swordplay he could um, until he was the best at all of them. In the in the book, they go into detail. Like he, oh, wow. Okay. He studied with different masters all over and would learn um, until he couldn't basically, you know, learn anymore and go to the next one. Uh, which is so surprising that Wesley could match him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's because Wesley's coming from a different part of it. Like, he's fighting from a different part of his heart, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, in, in Ego Toys, all, all on revenge, so he can't see the other side of... of Oh yeah, that's great. I know that's, yeah. I know that's it's a little weird. it's a little light side, dark side force stuff. Yeah, you know, if exactly. you're only focused on, exactly. on anger, that's kind of what you get back. And but then in the end, love, he, he ends up finding you know his inner strength and yeah. his friends help him achieve his revenge. I should say. And then uh, you know Andre the Giant's character um, was basically uh, part of a circus and was like beaten and all this other stuff. You know they they don't go into that too much, but you know uh, William Wallace's character 
mentions it saying like, yeah. you know, I could send you back to the circus or whatever. And I could, you know, you were just a drunk sitting outside, you know, because then you go Matoya, he had nothing else to learn. So he would just, he just drank. Sat there he, drinking, he, yeah. he didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, Cause he thought his journey was over. So, you know, it just shows that sometimes life can be unexpected and give you unexpected surprises and work together and achieve your goals and all that fun stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, maybe not like kidnapping people is not probably a good goal to have. So maybe no. like go the other route and you'll like, get poisoned. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I really I like love that scene. It's yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, and powerful. It's meaningful. I, I I really like that Wesley's uh sort of big accomplishment for something that is a fantasy adventure mm-hmm. was using a different skill than being the physical alpha male in the room that whole idea right and that to me he was it, smart is was, the thing yeah he's he, smart and it and it tied to me back to the the kid being sick and that this is the story that the kid needs to hear that mm-hmm. even if you are stuck in bed you can you still have strength yeah. you still have power and like for, for people like yourself or certainly for me who right. had those kind of childhoods where you felt like power is being stripped from mm-hmm. us by society to have a story that tells oh, no. us in lots of layers yeah. that but yeah, but you can you can well, find a way in, to fight. In the end, with the you know with them taking with them storming the castle, if you will, it's just the three of them. Yeah, and you know they always say, you know because uh, they're trying to come up with a plan. Nico Matoya, I can never remember Andre's character. Fizzy, maybe. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the, Fezzik, maybe. Fezzik, yeah, yeah, so it's something that I'm, I'm horrible with names, and it's such a shame that it's like one of my favorite <laughs> things, and I can't remember names, but. Um, they're discussing how they need to come up with a plan, but they together they can't think of it. So that's why they need the man in black. They need Wesley. Right. Um, because he outsmarted their old leader. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, with his brain, his sword, his steel, basically, yeah. and, and, and his strength, the three of them are a unit. Yeah. You know? And they're using, you know, wits and trickery and whatnot they basically did storm an entire castle with just the three of them which is yeah. pretty insane yeah i liked how much they said they reinforced that brain steel strength yeah if you could only have one of those and together they, they all had heart you know yeah if i could just have one of those yeah what do I you would, think is the most valuable i would say brains okay i would definitely say brain well, and it's true i mean just look at you know because in the end it doesn't matter how strong you are physically like you need you know, if if there if there's a door in front of you, and you're you're pounding on it, and you, you know you're you you can't get it down. It doesn't matter how strong you are. If you're smart, you know maybe just try the knob, <laughs> or you know look at that window over there. Yeah. You know that no one tried to open. You know, obviously that's a horrible analogy, but I feel like using your brain, um, especially being a kid who wasn't physically strong. Right. Like I would always get picked last in PE. I tried to do. I remember in middle school, I tried to do the whole volleyball softball basketball thing for okay. a season well, that was a bad idea <laughs> i was i was mostly on the bench usually like eating nachos during the team on or like in the baseball field and way in the way in the back like making dandelion you yeah. know flower crowns while the, like the game was going on like i didn't i couldn't even tell you if i hit a yes. ball if the ball once. came near you you deal with it i would be like oh it's oh it's coming oh oh uh, my flowers though what do i do um <laughs> I should find my glove. Oh gosh! It's yeah, chaos, chaos. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. brains is great. I, true love is is such a big deal, and you mentioned it. What do you feel like you have learned about true love from having mm. the Princess Bride be a part of your life for so long? Oh man, uh, do you actually apply well, it to anything in in your real life? To- with with the Princess Bride, like I know we all have to realize, you know, like I do believe love is one of the most important things in the world. Obviously, love isn't like how it is in storybooks and yeah. in the movies. It's always romanticized. And, you know, as a little girl watching this, of course, you're like, that's what I want. But then when you think about it, you're like, that's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things where I feel love is something that it's not easy. Yeah. And that's something the Princess Bride does show. They have to overcome a lot. You know, they could have just been like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to chill in this castle and you go do your own no thing. I no longer wish yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is fine. Um, it's one of those things where you, it's a partnership. Yeah. You have to work together in order to make it work. And um, you have to believe in one another type of thing too. When one's down, lift the other up. And that's certainly in there of trusting that one another will mm-hmm. will help. Will come for the other. Exactly. It's one of. I keep saying it's one of those things. It's one of those things. This will become a drinking game. And now it's a drinking game. Have you applied it to your real life? Have you ever had a moment where you felt like I am, I am having that kind of connection, or does it mm. feel like what's in the movie is 
the fantasy version of real life, like the really, really heightened fantasy? Or has it ever felt real to you? I feel like there's moments in life where we do feel that wonder and and fantasy. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, the trick is to keep keeping it, keeping yeah. that because, um, you know, especially with rom- romance, you know, when you're in a relationship at first it's everything's perfect and everything's <laughs> yeah. butterflies and <laughs> wonderful and then yeah and then you know then life hits you and you know things start happening and you learn little things about each other that you're like oh gosh this is not good you know <laughs> and that's the kind of things that you have to go you know find that wonder like find that reason that that spark happened in the first place you know yeah. i ba- i basically sound like a marriage counselor now yeah. so basically everyone listening um you need to you know uh let go of what's happening with the outside world and look at your partner and find that spark that that made you feel that yeah. love in the first place. I like this idea that that real love is like uh, Princess Bride 2, like a sequel yeah. where you have there, to keep it going. There is a sequel. Is there really an actual it's sequel? It's not fully finished. It's called Buttercup's Baby. Okay. Is and it a book? Is it-, it was a book by the original author. Okay. And... Um, there is an excerpt excerpt in it in most Princess Bride books now that have been released since like the anniversary of it, okay. like, I think the 25th anniversary. Uh, and it basically shows her, uh, they have a baby, okay. in case you didn't know, and pretty much everyone <laughs> raises the baby. And then I think it's, does the baby get kidnapped? Oh, Andre the Giant. Oh, I don't want to like do spoilers. I shouldn't say spoilers. <laughs> so this book isn't actually released. He's just been teasing the release. No, no, no. It's re- like it, the original author has been dead for a very, very okay. long time. It's it's from like I, I don't want to say the 1800s, but it could be that far. Like it's okay. it's a long time so ago. The very original story. There's a had sequel. a sequel. But and William how- Goldman wanted to. He had to get permission from like the family and their estate and whatever to release excerpts from. I believe. It's it's not a full novel. Okay. But it's just a story. Yeah. Would you ever want a sequel, not to the books or any of that convoluted history, but to the movie? Would you want a I sequel? I don't think so. A remake? Anything? Or do you want this I think it's perfect. Protected? Just the way it is. Yeah. You know? Some can say the same thing with like Mary Poppins, where you're like, oh gosh, I can't believe they're doing a sequel. It's perfect just the way it is. Which I feel like the sequel, they did a great job. But with The Princess Bride, there's really no... It, if they ever did something where it was like a sequel, I'd want it to be showing someone else's journey within the universe like yeah. okay now let's go follow Inigo Montoya as he becomes the great pirate Roberts okay because now because Wesley's passing it on to him yeah in the end to where um you know it's when it's now following his journey and like it making it into a pirate movie and maybe he crosses paths with characters that we've met but I, I don't know. So you'd be okay with an expanded Princess Bride universe, I, but not a. I, I, how's the relationship going? You know. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to like go see them going through like marriage counseling or anything. And like yeah. Buttercup's baby turns into like an unruly teenager, and then we get like Kylo Ren, and you're like, oh no, this is how it happens. Oh gosh. All right, so just leave Princess Let's Bride alone. Let's just leave it alone. If you were a character in the world of Princess Bride, who would you be? Oh. Not not which existing one, but if you were a character that fit that. Because I was about to say, I'd be the lady that goes big. <laughs> I'll accept that answer. Like. No, I would want to be. I would want to be a character that was important to the plot and to the story, but I probably wouldn't want to be a lead character. Okay, and that's how I feel about most of life. I know that's horrible. <laughs> I like. I would never want to be a Cinderella. I would want to be like an evil stepsister, or like you know, because like, okay. I'm a character actor and I prefer those type of roles anyway. Yeah. In the Princess Bride universe, maybe I'd want to be like a goofy sidekick character that like gets into trouble and always knocks things over. I mean, basically, I'm just saying my own life to Xander. (laughs) So I'd basically be a sidekick to whoever, you know, one of the leads were. Or, like, someone that helped them along the way and kept, like, giving them different, like, side quests. I'd be an NPC. But the one that, the NPC that everyone loved to see on the road, like, oh, my gosh, it's that beggar woman number four. I love her. (laughs) She's great, man. She always gives us some great stuff. You could pop up and say, ha-ha, like you do. Yeah. You're set. (laughs) Ha-ha. I see you're on a quest. I have something to aid you. Ha-ha. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Uh-oh. These are questions that I ask everybody, or variations. Okay. Do you think about Princess Bride every day? Ooh, every day. I probably think, I probably almost quote it every day. Yeah. I have to say, in one way or another, sometimes probably without even thinking about it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like even like if someone says something silly, like, uh, you know, 
to the dentist. And I'd be like, no, to the pain. You know, like just something <laughs> dumb. That's a horrible example. But you know what I mean? Like I always, I always quote it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Seeing, seeing the movie again was, it was powerful to see the quotes in their actual correct context. Exactly. Instead of random responses a on random Twitter. random memes. Or yeah. Random, yeah. It's like, oh, these are so much better in context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When people walk into your home, can they tell you love Princess Bride? They can tell I love fantasy and sci-fi. Okay. Or uh, my entire... Dragons everywhere? <laughs> uh, a lot of Star Trek, a lot of Doctor Who, a lot of books. Uh, Princess, my I, So I have a beautiful Princess Bride like special edition uh, that I was given for uh, by, on, on Christmas. And okay. So it's now on display. Um, I have like these invisible bookcases. Have you ever seen those? Mm-mm. They're amazing. It's, like, they're like these little things that you hang on the wall and then the book fits on it, but like through it toward the book becomes the shelf. Oh, nice. If that makes sense. Yeah. And you put things on the book. Um, so where you can't see the actual shelf itself. It just looks like a book floating. Oh, the, nice. Like against the wall. So Princess Bride is floating. Oh, in Princess your Bride. I have, well, I think two or two of them are floating. And then I have like my Princess Bride movies and my Harry Potter wands are on top of the book and okay yeah it's it's a thing okay cool i have a i have a shirt that's like if you open up my drawer it's one of the first shirts you'll see princess bride it's like the, it's like the book the movie cover on a shirt okay so um, fantasy first is obvious when people walk in and then fantasy and sci-fi and, and then and then once you like look around you'll notice little you know yeah the hints of, hints princess, of bride. princess bride yeah would you ever get a princess bride tattoo Probably, actually. And, yeah. you know, and I've been thinking about getting another tattoo. Xander thinks I'm crazy because I want to get our Library Bards logo. Yeah. But now maybe I'll just get As You Wish written. <laughs> I don't want to get like, my name is Anoga Matoya. You can my father. You know, I want to get like something that crazy. That's a little but, specific. Little yeah. Specific. But yeah. As, something like simple as like As You Wish, like yeah. really tiny somewhere. That would yeah. be kind of cute. How would that make you feel if you were looking at that every day on your own body as you wish? Would you feel like you were telling yourself that you love yourself? Uh. It, it could have different meanings and different things because like, as you wish, uh, you know, yes, it means I love you in the context of the book and the film. But also, like, if, if I chose to get it tattooed on somewhere on, on somewhere on myself, yeah. I would look at it and be like, as you wish. And it would just make me go, yes, I'm going to wish and dream big. And yeah. like, like, as you wish, like, keep wishing, keep dreaming. Keep, right. Like you a know, promise to make this happen. Don't give up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like the motto I live with every day. You know, I work my ass off trying to you know, get things off the ground and creative endeavors. I mean, you do too. It's it's the Hollywood dream and nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's so much we want to do and so much we want to achieve. And we just feel like it's constantly one thing after another that pushes us down. Yeah. And, you know, just having that daily reminder as you wish. Like, yes, yeah. you know what? I can do it. Yeah. And Wesley a- did it. I mean, he was dead. <laughs> Mostly dead, but still. But he lived under the threat of death every day for a long time. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's true. powerful. Um, if Inigo Montoya was real mm-hmm. and he had a GoFundMe to avenge his father, would you contribute to it? Oh my gosh, I think I might start that. <laughs> to be honest, why hasn't no one done this? That would make a fortune. Uh, it depends on how avenging, you know, like if it was like killing someone, I would feel guilty being an accomplice to murder. Yeah, fair but enough. But if it was like, you know, building maybe like a monument to his father like something to honor his father oh, to celebrate would, his father yeah to celebrate maybe not to avenge his father like i want to go kill this man <laughs> i'm looking for the man with six fingers it's like maybe let's maybe build something nice for your dad and okay. you know or like let's you know give to a charity in his name i don't know we'll do something else yeah that's great you've learned the lesson yeah let's taught not, by the film let's not kill people that revenge is not everything exactly uh, if Buttercup was real and she was running for public office, would you vote for her? Ooh. Well, technically, uh, Robin Wright is great on House of Cards. So <laughs> I would say yes. Let's go with that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like she, especially in her older years, I bet, you know, like with the experiences that she's had and seeing the corruption in uh the royal household yeah. that she was in <laughs> i feel like she'd be like you know what things are not all right in these castles yeah. like, we need to fix this things are going to be reformed yeah exactly. it's so weird I'm and s- and she and the people did love her they even say like the people the townspeople loved buttercup because she was one of them yeah to be turned into a princess and she she was always kind to the townsfolk yeah and so. it seems like she cares about the townspeople she has that yeah. dream where one of them is calling her uh, the what yeah. is it the queen of refuse yeah yeah the queen of garbage <laughs> yeah so she wants Boo. to not be called the queen of garbage which yeah, i think is a, a she wants yeah she good wants starting place for a yeah. public servant yeah. <laughs> uh well. it was so weird watching because obviously it is it is robin right but it felt more like this person I know every yeah. time that Buttercup got yeah. angry or defiant because I'm so used to 
connecting to Robin Wright in those roles. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. She's so beautiful too. Especially when you look back on Princess Bride, you know, when she was she was so young. Yeah. Like she was just stunning. Like just a close up of her face as she like turns. I was like, why can't my turns be that good? Like why can't I turn my face and have a wind machine blow my hair back and like <laughs> look so stunningly flawless yet you know, like it looks like she was wearing no makeup whatsoever. Oh, anyway. yeah, she's very glowing. Go. There's a lot yeah. of glow going on there. She was yeah. definitely glowing. Yeah. yeah, but you could absolutely get a you and Xander could get a big wind machine and do a music video with we lots of turning. We do have a Princess Bride song. It's going to be in our second album. Oh, good. In fact, it's really good. It's my favorite song we do. Awesome. And, and we've done it live a few times, and so far, it's we've had really great responses okay. to it. So. Okay. Do you want to keep it secret? What exactly? I'll tell you it about it. Yeah, oh, no, we've performed it live before, so I'm sure there's video of it. Yeah. So what? What's what's the angle? Uh, it's the entire story. It's the entire plot of the of the film <laughs> told in song to Miss uh to the killer's Mr. Brightside. Okay, cool. That's yeah, awesome. I look really forward to fun. hearing it. Would you ever cosplay as Peter Fox character, as the grandfather? Oh if we ever did that, it would be Xander as the grandfather because in the song, he's the grandfather. Okay. And do you play the grandson then? Yeah. And we, we open the song with the, the whole beginning of it. Like, is this a book with a kiss? Is this, you know. Okay. Open the book, turn the page, right before my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the song, uh, I turn to Xander and I go, Grandpa, can you come back and read it again tomorrow? And then Xander says, as you wish. Oh, nice. And then I always turn the audience and go, he's my grandpa. <laughs> Xander hates that part. Uh, would you buy and eat a Princess Bride breakfast cereal? Is there one? Can I, where I, can I, get, would I buy a Princess Bride? Oh, yeah. What would they call it? <laughs> Miracle Max's O's? Yeah, absolutely. Or something? Oh, yeah, my give gosh. Give a little bit more life every day. I would, I would, I would buy that in bulk. <laughs> Come on, Costco. Let's yeah. get on this. Is there I, any kind of merch or marketing that you wouldn't engage in? Or is it just like mm, you would literally consume anything Princess Bride? I would, really would. I feel like they need more Princess Bride merch. There's not a lot out there. I mean, yeah. there's like T-shirts, books, DVDs. Uh, you I know, would assume there's, there's Funko posters. Pops just because there, there, yeah, are there are of everything. But um, I would love like sword replicas of okay. like Wesley's sword or Inigo Montoya's father's you know sword. Yeah. Uh, I would love... Um, I don't know. I would like, costumes, of course. I you know I would consider cosplaying yeah. some of the characters. Should you buy a stuffed animal of the large rodents. Oh, maybe not the rodents. <laughs> I mean, sure, that's great. They're so cute. Uh, I okay. mean, I do have a stuffed animal of a targ from Star Trek. So okay, I mean, what's, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes with that, right? But you're a merch person. You like having physical objects that yeah. that are from the thing you love. I like having fun little knickknacks that kind of okay. remind me of the fandom as I look around my apartment and go, I have too much stuff, but it's great. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I'm about to say, I was like, you get it. I really do. <laughs> would you Would you end a relationship if someone you were uh, involved with just dislike the princess bride not neutral was like eh, i don't like it i wouldn't end a relationship but i'd be really disappointed i would probably put a lot of energy probably way too much energy and <laughs> getting them to change their mind okay it's the same thing of like you know someone saying oh if, if someone says i've never seen it like i put i like i don't care if i hardly know you i'm like come over to my house we're gonna watch <laughs> it and they're like what my dad had never seen Princess Bride. Oh, really? Yes. Even with it being a huge part of your youth. Yeah, he's he's never seen it, or he just never had an interest in it. And uh, my stepmother recently, we, when I was in town not too long ago, and we tried to get him to watch it, and he fell asleep like before the big sword fight. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, this is this is hopeless." Yeah. And then um, he was sick over the holidays, and my stepmother was like, "He's watching it. He's watching like she. Oh, that's she, awesome. It's her favorite movie too. So that's why we were both so excited to get him to watch it." It was like it was a big endeavor, and he did not like it from major- the majority of it. And then towards the end, he started going, "You know what? This is actually really good." And okay. then she took a picture of him, like t- like with the ending credits. You know, like he made it to the end. And he was, <laughs> and he was sick. He was sick. That's so, so awesome. That yeah, he was sick like that's why she said she's like I, he's in bed, like he can't get out. Like this is the perfect. <laughs> and so I, I sent a you know a gif or a gif, however you want to call it, of the little boy in bed. Yeah, you know, saying. Is this a kissing book? You know, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that he yeah. got to truly experience the film. Yeah. The way finally. the, the uh, and he, grandson it, does. His one comment back was like, I can see why you like this. And I'm like, thank you. Or I, <laughs> or I see why you are such a fan of it. Because he's like, this is a Bonnie movie. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Is. Okay. Well, that's cool that you want to be somebody who just really supports it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He liked the action booster. stuff. Yeah. He cool. Likes, he likes war movies and stuff. So. 
Is he just Fred Savage? Right. Okay. Yeah, that, this is a weird way to tell oh. me that your father's Fred Savage. But oh, sorry, guys. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to make it public. My name is actually Bonnie Savage. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. This name is how singer. rumors get started. TMZ is going to knock on my door. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> uh, here's the final. How obsessed are you? Question. Okay. If you were about to see like a very special screening of Princess Bride, mm. maybe all the actors are there. Uh, you're going to a big screen event, but a actual physical bear is blocking the door to the theater. Would you try to get around the bear? Yeah, I'd find a side entrance or, <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Like, I'd find a way in. I'd be like, I got tickets to this thing. I'm going. Right. Um, You know, maybe I'd call animal control and be like, hey, because I, first of all, I would get there very early. Okay. Because being on time is a big thing for me, especially with an event like that. Yeah. Um, I would not be showing up late, regardless if I had reserved seats or not. So I'm I'm gonna call animal control and be like, hey, I have about two hours before this event starts. Can you come and remove this large bear blocking the entrance? Um, I who knows, like you know, what kind of bear is this? Like something out of you know Brave or Winnie the Pooh, or is this like an actual? Yeah, this is a large, scary bear. I love your answer that you would use brains, that you would say there's yeah, got to be I'm a solution. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight the bear. I'm right, not, you're gonna not gonna win. fight the bear. But let me ask you I'll a question. I'll try and trick the bear, maybe. If there was just a split second to decide and it's either you try to slip past the bear or you don't see the movie there were no other options i'm curious what your act- reaction would be i'd probably try and slip by the bear <laughs> i know all my friends listening are gonna be like oh bonnie don't do this you're, you're risking your life i would probably try and slip past the bear okay yeah okay i mean it depends i you know obviously i'd use my brains and be like how big is the slip how big is the door yeah like can i distract the bear yeah to look a different direction while like you know do a little little dance around it you know but your love of this thing is enough that you might take that risk i might take that risk i mean if it starts to attack i'm gonna run yeah but yeah yeah okay i'm gonna be like all right bear it's on like i gotta get in there i'm not gonna fight the bear i asked this i'm not gonna win (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna ask that i ask for comedy but i also ask because i've done a stupid thing with the bear once and i'm always curious to see if other people will uh uh, will uh, be have be so obsessed that they will put aside their own physical well-being for just a second. Rainbow Mika in Street Fighter V wrestles a bear. It's about to attack <laughs> monster, uh, Master Zongief, and she cannot let that happen because she he is he is her idol. Okay, and so she jumps in the ring and wrestles the bear, and that's one of the characters that you play. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so you in so a way I've already, you've already, I've already, already wrestled the bear. You know so what's going to sound is, like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can we just you know move on to the next <laughs> question because it's been there, done that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. We'll move on to a noise. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise? Uh, it can be words if you want, but if oh. it's just a, a noise that just emanates from your soul when you think about your love of the Princess Bride, what is it? <sighs> just a happy sigh. It's just sigh. It's just it's, a satisfaction. It's basically putting as you wish into a non-committal noise. Yeah. A non-worded yeah. phrase. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> yeah. Can uh, I just say it with my eyes? Like, oh, yeah, I know absolutely. they can't see it. Like, yeah, Okay, that, that was like yeah. almost in intense comedy and desire at the I'm same time. I'm not sure. Yeah. And and that would also be the look that I'd probably give the bear too. So we got we got some <laughs> levels to this. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with this bear. I asked people to rate their obsession. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Ooh. 10 being the highest, mm. 1 being the lowest, no judgment. Okay. Where do you think your actual level of obsession is? I would give myself like an 8 cuz I, I I don't want to say that I'm a 9 or a 10 cuz I know there are people more obsessed with the Princess Bride than I am. Yes, I have all the books. Yes, I have the um uh I have like the, the fan books as well that like okay. all the behind the scenes stuff and everything yeah. like that and I have it on VHS and DVD like nine times Th- that being <laughs> said I know that there are people that are way more obsessed with it than I am and also who are who actually can remember the names of some of the characters because <laughs> for some reason they're blinking I should have brought my notes with yeah me. but I, I don't um, think that to me that's a kind of obsession to be fact oriented but yeah. to me that's not about entirely about level of obsession right people, people's minds just work differently it's and, the same thing with with trekkie saying oh you're a trekkie then speak klingon it's like not every trekkie can speak klingon yeah yeah, yeah. Nuk, nek, <laughs> <laughs> but sorry uh, i'm like weaving star trek into my princess bride obsession it's fine but you're I, a I multifaceted would nerd i would definitely give myself an eight because i do love uh like it's it's one of those and it's also one of those movies that I can just put on anytime anywhere yeah. to have in the background i can focus on it and watch the whole thing like 
and enjoy it, or I can just have it on the background and work on other things. It just I'm washes doing stuff. over you. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it's just a, it's a comfort blanket. Yeah. For movies. Ah. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna do some quick plugs, and we'll do our final questions. Ooh, yeah, we've gotten some of your plugs out, but what uh, what stuff do you really want people to know? Where can they find you on social media and all that stuff? Oh sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bonnie Bell G, and also at Library Bards. We are in the process of recording our second album right now. So uh, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash library bars to get all the behind the scenes stuff. And also to um, whenever the album is out in a yeah. couple months, you you can be one of the first ones to pre-order it and get it in the mail. <laughs> it, and that's very exciting because the Princess Bride song will be on there. And also Geek and Sundry. You can find me all over Geek and Sundry. I have a few video games coming out Um sometime. I don't know when that I can't talk about yet. Yeah. I, it, all my NDA life. And I'm sure there's something else I should plug. And people can go to the Magic Castle and you'll probably be there, right? Well, it's not open to the public, so please don't try. (laughs) 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 That's happened before. Like some... Someone random just showed up and was like, hi, is Bonnie there? And they're like, who? Well, right. well, and they're like, no. Because you get an invite, right? You have to get an invite? Yes, you have to be a member of the club or be invited by a member. And okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So get like a guest pass. Don't just member. go there. Yeah, don't just Work go there. Work the system. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Talk to the people. All right, here's some uh, quick plugs for uh, okay. this show, and then we'll do those final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon as well. Every human you know has a Patreon. Yep. For info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. And then a special specific plug, uh, there is a new show coming to Adult Swim that I did some writing on called Tigtone. And that is uh, premiering January thirteenth. It is uh, so it's January thirteenth, but it's midnight. Is Sunday turns into Monday, uh, and I will plug again when the episode I actually wrote is coming up. But I did writers work for on all of it. So That's amazing. Little ideas peppered all throughout. I can't wait to watch. It it's such cool. a bizarre, intriguing thing. It's such See, a... I should have wrote all my plugs down. That sounded so professional. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I have a website. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, oh damn it. Uh-huh. I have all the... You, you feel no, free. No, it's fine. Okay. Librarybards.com. Like, everything's Library Bards. You can just find me there. It's like library cards, but with a B. <laughs> nice. Here are our final weird questions. Oh. If someone made a statue of you, what would you want your pose to be? Oh! Uh... If it's gonna happen, it'll probably be something library barge related, so it'll have to be jazz hands because that's okay. that's that's, that's whenever when people think of me now, it's that it's any fan art hands. I get, I get jazz hands. Either that or maybe the Vulcan salute, maybe with a sword. I don't know okay. something epic and fun. Yeah, something crazy. I'd probably have like a really you know happy face. I hope <laughs> unless I'm like. In battle pose. Yeah, so you look like you're on a happy quest. Like you're yeah, sword fighting. Yeah, I'm on a happy quest. Yeah, I'm a bard. Give me a loot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'll just okay. be playing a loot. A loot with, with a like sword. Like a smirky grin. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good that's, good answer. Can we make this statue? Can we put it next to the <laughs> monument we're going to make for an argument? Yeah, the GoFundMe. We'll yeah. go to that. Okay, yeah. great. If you could talk to any animal, what animal would it be? I have to choose one. <laughs> really? I'm a monster. Yeah. That's that's always been my dream superpower. It's like to be able to speak any and every language, including talking to animals. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like everyone's like, choose these flying or super strength. And I'm like, no, man. I want to like go to all the countries and be able to understand what's happening. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, you know, talk to the random rat hanging out in the corner. <laughs> but I, if I could choose one animal, it would have to be cats. Okay. Because I have a cat and that would be great to have a conversation with him. I'm sure he's quite conversational yeah would you want to know what the cat wants would you ask the cat questions about yeah. its life or would you just kind of uh, all of it chat about your days like how was your Same. day yeah yeah i mean he doesn't do much he mostly just sleeps <laughs> he's very lazy and also slightly obese so it would probably be like so this whole diet thing we really need to work on this together like i'm trying to explain to you why you're not eating as much <laughs> okay yeah let me let me talk to you about carbs cat yeah exactly let's talk about your intake <laughs> final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness Happiness is oh that's just hard. Yeah, it's hard to define. Yeah, for you, what what just comes well, to for mind? For me, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm th- I thought you were like trying to say for the world. I'm like, man, that's that's broad. <laughs> Happiness for me is um being able to do what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, my I always say my dream career is to be able to do what I love, to make a comfortable living doing what I love. Yeah. Know? And like happiness to me is being to do, be able to do what I love and to share it with the people around me. Like 
Um, Xander and I, we have our brand motto, which is high tides rise all ships. So if there's any type of success that I can have, I want to take my friends with me. I want to yeah. do things with them. Um, happiness is being surrounded by just positive creative energy and just always putting things out there for others to enjoy because the minute you can make someone else laugh or smile and brighten up their day, yeah. you never know. You could be, you could be saving them from something, a very dark place, you know? Yeah. And that's that's happiness to me just sharing it with others really. yeah yeah is it the like you talked about the hustle and it is a lot of work to get everything <laughs> done for you is that do you experience personally the happiness of say like performing the moment that you're doing it like the moment that you make people laugh oh, yeah. or applaud or is it more like once it's done and you have you have completed a quest you've performed you've entertained people and you're done for the night you know, uh, I love doing on-screen stuff, but there's really nothing like doing a live performance yeah. and getting that laughter and that instant gratification. Um, when Xander and I perform as the Library Birds, knowing that they're under, they're enjoy, they're we're basically singing about phantoms that we love, yeah. and the fact that the audience is laughing and like cheering and enjoying it with us, yeah. it's just like it, we've all just found common ground. I don't care what your political beliefs are. I don't care, you know who you are, where you came from. We all just had a moment where we were all yeah. together and laughing at the same thing and we all love the same thing and we're enjoying it together. And that's really special. Yeah. And that's, I feel, um, that's something not even with, um, I feel like music is almost like a universal language. Yeah. So music is very important to that. And so is comedy. Like if you can find a joke that's you know obviously it doesn't offend anyone <laughs> let's not go let's not go <laughs> yeah. there but you know what i mean like just something funny that everyone can relate to like no yeah. matter who you are or where you're from it's like oh yes we all have that in common yeah and it's that's, cathartic yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what happiness is to me just sharing that laughter and joy with others and having it connect back to you and just smiling yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing yeah, the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for letting me be obsessed with you. <laughs> Not with you. Oh, no. Oh, it's the truth has come out. I haven't even, I've never even seen The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Good night, Joseph. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning.